greetings for our first podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to be on here. Thank you. Too. So, yeah, we are both podcast virgins, but here we are. <laughs> this is, I was thinking about this today and I was like, I think it was around six or maybe more weeks ago that I woke up with that booming message voice that I get and it was like, Jen has to do a podcast and my half-awakened state, I text you and I'm like, yeah. So it, it's nice to have, um, to be here. And then I have... listen to your advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So first of all, thank you for joining me for my inaugural first podcast. We are... Oh. Uh, we have a lot of things to discuss, but we thought we should just dive in and just pick one topic, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I think it's quite a, a good topic that, you know, um, talking about telepathy, you know, and how that, <laughs> how that um, in, in the real world and how it affects us in our journey and path to ascension. So I'll yeah. let you kick off, Jen. <laughs> well, it's such a big topic, um, I suppose, I'm going to focus in specifically twin flame, divine counterpart, however you want to talk about it. But I think maybe before we sort of start just to put some overarching structure into it, how do you, before we sort of deep dive into this huge topic, how do you kind of very loosely, I like to give you a challenge, define twin flames your your definition I know we don't like to use the words and the labels but this is Mm. your one of your areas of expertise and I would say you're kind of a leading information bringer with this topic so over to you thanks Jen um I guess I the word that always comes to mind is ascension partner you know it's it's someone who you know there's so many different concepts out there and I think um I think we're still evolving into our own understanding, you know, and, and higher consciousness awareness of what it truly means. But to me, what it means is someone who you have um, that shares the exact same frequency. Um, you know, some people talk about, you know, splitting of souls. Um, and, you know, I think either or, I think it's all perspective. But But basically it's, it's the essence of um, the same frequency that you hold um, with another being, um, you know, incarnate. And obviously there are people who also have have that connection and, and don't have them in, in a physical incarnation together. But ultimately, um, and I guess that's a whole other tangent that we can go on, but ultimately it's that person to bring into the awareness um, to awaken you to to who you are, what your purpose is here on earth and to evolve into the highest version of yourself um, and and play the cosmic dance. So, Oh, the cosmic dance and don't we do it <laughs> so well. So I think, um, you know, you know I, I met you via your services um, mm-hmm. seeking out ascension partner twin flame help whatever you want to call it on my journey and you've been absolutely instrumental in not only my personal ascension but in orchestrating and and doing that dance with my partner whether he wants to uh, admit that aspect or not but um, I guess we're both kind of 
on that journey. So can you maybe tell us how how and when or, or how does the telepathy occur? Like at what stage mm-hmm. of that partnership do you think it happens? Is there a specific trigger? I hear a lot about Kundalini being like this big, you know, bomb <laughs> blast that goes off and I'm not sure whether that happened to me. I mean, I'm really happy for this to be a really raw conversation because mm. I think people don't talk about that. I don't think mm. mine really happened until after the first big separation that um, he and I went through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a really good question. I was actually pondering on that a lot today because I think it's always there. I think it actually always exists. It's, we just come into realisations and awarenesses of it and as we evolve, um, you know, and so I, I think about this and often I reflect on my own journey and I think, you know, I, I really believe that it was always there. Um, I just didn't realise it. And I think the more we grow and evolve and tap into our own abilities to, to read and experience energy at different levels, that's when we start to master it and understand it better. Um, but I do believe that it's it, it's probably always there. You know, if you do resonate with this and you are on a divine partnership journey, um, <clears throat> it's something that's innate within you. It's something that you know and understand to be <clears throat> part of your path, part of your experience, and it's not an easy one. Uh, it's certainly not about the perfect relationship, although it has that full potential. Um, it, it's unearthing everything that's not true to to allow you to um, be of service to humanity. Um, at this time of planetary ascension, ultimately. So I, I don't know if there's a particular time where the telepathy switches on. I think it comes on, um, <laughs> I think it's just that we become more aware of it as our um, psychic senses refine or our energetic sensitivity refines if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and sort of on reflection as you've been saying that I suppose um my sort of ascension wake up was kind of 2016 2017 was brutal for me and I guess that's when my third Mm -hmm. eye kind of was starting to crack open Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. I was becoming very aware of what was was going on and I was still well, that was the fourth year um, separation from my twin at that time. But I remember as I became more in tune with what was going on in my third eye and it was getting activated, he was coming back into my dream space. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, which, you know, I now know the difference between like my 5D dreams or lucid dreams or just like a clearing dream. Mm -hmm. So I was dreaming of him, but I was in New York and, was kind of a bit thrown by like, why the hell am I having these dreams? And then, <laughs> and then, you know, like six months later, he he reached back out after a four year silence. So, but I I was going through a pretty rapid ascension at that time, and I think if we really people who are on this this journey, if they really sort of dissected it, mm. you're right. There has always been 
it there I guess the volume was just turned down on it like around you know sort of the 10% level sort of hovering in the background yeah but um which brings me to today where it's on full ball max decibels <laughs> where my neighbors if, if if they could hear me they would be sending complaints over so I want to get real because <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't talk about this and I'm, I'm going to put it out there and God help me if he ever listens to this but I think it's important so this morning I woke up from a, a really decent sleep mm. and as you know dream space has been a little bit chaotic clearing mm. timeline jumping and so I was really relieved to have a decent sleep literally the first thing I mm. had on waking was something that he said to me when we last caught up and it was something that would be like something that he wanted to work on, I suppose, mm -hmm. or it was like a, a, an insight that a friend had made that had obviously bothered him. And I was having that conversation being repeated to me mm -hmm. as soon as I woke up, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I can't even like <laughs> <laughs> wake up, see what the weather's doing you know, just take a minute to, it was just like, bam. Mm -hmm. And I thought, whoa, I was like, hang on, that's not me. Mm -hmm. That that can't be me. So can you maybe explain a little bit like what's happening there? Or I suppose also if we can go into how how to distinguish, because that's something I'm still working with. I know you always give me great advice and it's like something you always ask me is, is it yours? Is it someone else's? Mm. Is it his? And I think if you can maybe guide us through through some of your thoughts around that. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I think it's so important, especially for people who are empathic, who have their ability switched on, is that we're, we're like receivers, you know, like transmitters and receivers, and we're constantly tuning in to different frequencies. Um <clears throat> And so especially with the, with the divine partnership connection is that I think a lot of the times our higher energy centres, higher chakras are, you know, in a merged state or that's how it shows to me in sessions. And so that's when I know that the, the, um, the brain function or, or the telepathy, the thought function is, is being shared or transmitted back and forth. Um, <clears throat> And I think some of, the, some of the ways that you can discern is if you do have looping thoughts that sort of come out of nowhere, um, that, that wouldn't be your usual thought form. But, but I think it takes a lot um, to be the observer of your own thoughts, to know what's yours and what's not yours. So when you have an anom anonymous, I can't even say it, anonymous. <laughs> God, thank you. <laughs> Where's that, my friend? Um, anomaly that that doesn't <clears throat> fit. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, I think uh, this goes back quite a few years ago, but I was lying in bed with a lot of um, restless thoughts just sort of popping in and out, um, and then I heard the words, "I'm not well. I think I need to see a doctor." Right. And that's when I hit the pause button. I was like, hang on a second, because that's something that I wouldn't do or think, um, you know, going and seeking mainstream medical assistance is not something that I do in less extreme circumstances. Uh, and when I started to realise that that was the thoughts that was playing out in my head, <clears throat> I then started to become the observer of the other thoughts that were coming through because that's when I realised the thoughts that were flowing through my mind weren't mine. 
Um, and sure enough, you know, upon investigation the next morning, you know, um, it, it was my counterpart. He was quite sick and needed medical assistance. So um, I think it's only through experience that you start to hone in and trust. I think a lot of people do get it, do think that, but it's it's the trusting, trusting that that's accurate. I think that's what it comes down to a lot. Yeah, and I think that that's such a challenging aspect of the journey in general, but also with telepathy because it's like, mm. well, you've got no idea what the other person's thinking. So I often go through this process of like, oh, my God, I've got OCD. It's like I've got mm. multiple personality disorders. You know, like it, it can feel kind of like a mental disorder in a sense, mm-hmm. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of want to reassure people, I suppose, who are on that journey that when it's ramped up, um, mm. I suppose it's often that, your counterpart is is either experiencing something that's really heightened so you're picking up on it because I'm extremely Mm. empathetic and I would love to go back and you know like ask him I've just (laughs) never (laughs) who knows if I ever will but I think it would be really interesting to look at the other the other side of it but I suppose in that instance like telepathy has such a crucial role to play yeah and I think I I just want to make this distinguishing sort of note or fact that I think we share a lot of um, telepathy but I think only what comes through is what's important or relevant and to, to use it as a gift rather than a hindrance and I know that in times of purging or separation you really just do want to disconnect from their energy and you don't really want to know what their thought patterns are or you know what they're experiencing but ultimately when we go back into that higher space into love you know we are here to assist one another on the ascension path um, and so if you can tune in and understand what their thought patterns are you know, you can use it to your advantage and 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 for their best interest. Um, you know, if if you understand that they're having a, um, a hard time with a negative thought pattern or looping pattern, and you're picking up on that telepathically, then you know, obviously, it's going to apply and work both ways. So you can help override that negative pattern by how we would in in monitoring our own thoughts. Um, and unraveling our own belief systems and patterns, it's like we could do that and send it back to help them overcome whatever negative distortion they're working through. Yeah, absolutely. I guess something I was struggling with today was not surrendering to it, like mm. just, okay, Jen, it's, it's in the headspace today, you're picking up on it, um, and I couldn't kind of detach and just observe from it. But mm-hmm. I suppose... Um, Apart from like a healing purpose, mm. like why why do you think that happens? Like, what is the purpose of that? Do you think it is mostly a healing tool, um, um, a communication I, thing that we sort of have forgotten about? Or look, yeah, the way that I see it right now, you know, where people are at in their journeys, it's I think it acts as multiple purpose. So if you think about it from I always like to go to the bigger picture. So if you look at it from the bigger picture, um, how humanity is evolving into this kind of new human, this new ascended uh, evolved human, I do believe that in the future telepathy will be the primary um, type of communication. How long that will be, I don't know, but I do believe that we're moving into a more telepathic society 
where, you know, the function of words will be less and less. And if you think about, you know, different civilizations such as Lemuria or if you look at galactic races, you know, they don't use words. They use telepathy and That's energy right. sensitivity. Yeah. And I do believe. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, and so I think that because we come in human form, we come in with that person who shares that same frequency, who's the best teacher and guide to help us enhance those abilities, you know. So I, um, I don't think that telepathy is limited to a divine partnership, but I do think that they're the one that give us the training wheels, if you like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, on reflection today too, I was thinking about, you know, I was actually beating myself up quite a bit going, wow, my journal is just full of stuff about my twin like all my you know I kind of think gosh it's all tangled up but I think if you are that in tune with your own frequency it makes sense that you're picking up on your counterpart I suppose so I guess there's also a level of being kind to yourself when you're going through that because you can feel quite you can feel quite insane to to a degree I think Mm. like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and cognitively trying to to um stop those looping thoughts but I I wanted to go, I want to turn dark down the dark path. <laughs> yes. Since, here we go. <laughs> now, what about if you are picking up on your counterpart telepathically and it's making you feel physically sick mm. and you're not getting sort of any um, words mm. of like, I'm actually needing help or you're just feeling horrific, you start crying mm. and you know that they're in a karmic relationship. Mm. Do you have any thoughts about that topic? Um, oh, I've gone there. I've gone there. I have many thoughts about that topic. And, Let's uh, go. Um, and I think I have a lot of compassion for people experiencing that. Um, it, it's not. It's not a pleasant one. Um, where do you want to begin? How, how to? Okay. I think maybe what, okay, so if you know, if you are aware that your Mm. partner is in a karmic relationship, Mm -hmm. how could that perhaps manifest telepathically? Like what types of things could I experience, for example, like spontaneous Mm. crying, extreme grief? Mm -hmm. Talk Mm -hmm. to me about Mm -hmm. how that might look. Um, I, I think from my own experience, I tend to pick up on the energy of the people the, pe- the people or the person that my counterpart is interacting with. Um, so say, right. say, for example, um, interacting with someone who has a lot of trauma in their energy field, um, mm-hmm. um, a lot of unpress- uh, unprocessed anger, um, guilt, shame, you know, traumas, sexual traumas, things like that, um, that that's quite foreign to my energy I've done a lot of healing you know on myself through this process and so I find that picking that up as a transmitter so you'll find that a lot of uh, karmic relationships tend to be dealing in 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 the lower frequencies um or oh, what's the word I'm looking for, they're there to act as a catalyst to promote um, a lot of healing in some of the darker places. And so I think it's pretty normal um, and 
it's not uncommon for for us to pick up on, you know, when they're in relationships or in contact having these experiences. And I think that that part can be really hard to and tricky to navigate, but I think ultimately it gives us an opportunity to be able to work better on our own energy boundaries, um, strengthen our own um sensitivity to be able to switch off and switch on um i think that it it gives us an opportunity to obviously if we're picking up on it then there's something for us to explore and learn within our own journey too right (laughs) yeah definitely i i always think that it's um it can also be like that real test of of faith and trust in the process and Mm. um something that we've been speaking about lately is like distortions um, and illusions and you know that that was a very foreign concept for me um early on like if i think back to two i mean i didn't want to think about that how could that possibly how could that possibly be but i think it Mm. it's everything can be a teacher like everything can give you a lesson Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I'm learning is that once you've let the emotion subside, because we still have to go through it and process it, if you flip it and you can look at it from a distance, there's always something to gain and some valuable lesson involved in there, like a takeaway from it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. 100%. And, and, and that's not to take away that while you're in the heat of that experience, how traumatic and damaging it can be to the human experience. Um, yeah. Um, but then as you move through it, then, you, yeah, as you said, you can kind of look at it from through different eyes and see it for what it is. And, and I think that there are so many tests and challenges along this pathway. You know, it's set up to really experience love at all its levels, forgiveness at mm. all its levels, um, and only, you know, only very strong souls can do that with one that bond has to be so strong to be able to go through those experiences and come out the other side of it um, yeah, that's better right. for it's it a re- yeah it's a real teacher of unconditional love and I, I chuckled the other day I mean forgiveness is a topic that I've been working through um, quite a bit at the moment and you know you think you think you're at a certain level of forgiveness and something happens and you think oh my gosh I'm just so not there <laughs> and you're like that's okay that's okay but like you know, there's just there's just always another layer to go. There's always something deeper. So I and I was just wondering what advice can it's very tempting, even though I'm gonna suggest that the vast majority of people listening to this are light workers, but we're still human. We mm-hmm. still have an ego mm-hmm. and sometimes we kind of don't want to send them nice thoughts. So <laughs> is there any repercussions to doing that telepathically? Like if I was sitting there just being like, why are you with her? I don't understand this or like why are you stuck in that family situation? Or It doesn't have to be um, relationships. Obviously karmic mm. can mean various A whole heap of addictions. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I just want to make sure that, I mean, a lot of the time it, it does have to do with that third party. So Mm. are there repercussions energetically like for doing that like if I'm emitting a frequency to to someone not just necessarily my counterpart but anyone Mm. is Mm. is there sort of you know 
Look, the way that it was explained to me years ago and it helped me kind of ease up on it of trying to be this, you know, saintly person that only had pure thoughts when, you know, I think that we should really um, embrace our shadow aspect when it comes up there and it's the only way that we can accept, acknowledge it, love it and integrate it. Um, and I think part of that human experience is to to have those lower-level emotions and not be attached to negative on positive and and the way that it was handed to me because I was going through um I can't remember the time but it was some pretty heavy emotion around you know betrayal and um a lot of hatred and anger and and I really couldn't I wasn't at a space to bring myself back to love at that time and I knew that I was transmitting pretty, pretty – when I'm in those states, I know that the, the, the transmission volume gets turned up quite quite a lot and I know the potency of my thoughts can have, you know, a lot of power behind it. And and so I was in that pondering of like, oh, is this right, is this wrong? Um, and the way that was handed back to me was, well, you're judging it. You know, if you're feeling you've got to explore it and go down it and – and, you know, if you reverse it and look at it, the flip side of, you know, when you go through for your own process, you know, a whole heap of heavier thoughts, you know, that's generally what cracks you open to make it a, like a catalyst for change. And, um, and that's what was, you know, sort of given to me intuitively is that you're, you know, can it be looked upon as you're helping him by kind of sending, you know, by going through that process, not necessarily sending it, but having those heavier thoughts, is that going to actually help and assist them to kind of snap out of it, to, to, to move out of that space, that energy, that lesson, you know, whatever it is that they're in. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, that, that was shown that it was quite effective. Not that I, you know, um, advised that, but it was in that moment of intensity that, there was um, a higher purpose to it. And I think from our human eyes, I think that's quite um, judging um, when mm. it has to be all light and love. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm rambling. But... Yeah, no, it does. And I think um, just kind of segueing from that, I think, I mean, my other question to you is going to be, you know, like when is a good time sort of to send messages telepathically and I I always think when I'm out in nature and I'm in a higher vibrational state mm-hmm. or just before bed uh, is usually when I'm sort of just you know winding down and calming my mind mm. I think would you say that they're probably the best states to emit like telepathic frequency to them yeah yeah when you're in higher states medit- meditative space uh, states or spaces um and I think if you if you are connected to your counterpart and if you're doing it with intent to, to pass on a message um, or be able to connect with them in that way, um, to also know um, when they would be most receptive to it too, you know, so keep in mind they might have a day job, you know, they might work night shift, you know, all those sorts of things. So if you're... Yeah, picky moments, take picky <laughs> moments, yeah. And that's something that was always shared with me is like obviously I do uh, energy alignment, divine partnership, energy alignment um, and, and have 
a program of, of doing different techniques, working with, you know, balancing and harmonising energies. And it is quite powerful. And I was, you know, I was shown to 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 do that at a certain time not you know not while they're driving or (laughs) yeah yes absolutely that could be quite chaotic yeah I just Mm. um I just think it's kind of bringing awareness to it like it's something that I've probably in the last six months it's really amped up in my personal space so I'm just Mm. trying to navigate that space and Mm. and be mindful I mean I haven't been succeeding I don't think at doing that but I I think it can be such a powerful tool both for healing um, and if it's used in the right way. I mean, obviously that's why our galactic beings used it. It was just so efficient. Mm -hmm. You know, it just got everything done. It just probably pulled all the emotion out of it and things were a lot, (laughs) a lot more uh, quickly processed, I suppose, on that level. So Yeah. And I think if we take um, the, the, telepathy and expand on obviously telepathy is you know the transmission of thought from one being to another um but i think ultimately everything is energy so not only do we share the same thoughts but the feelings emotions um sense of smell taste i mean there's been numerous times where i've had or you know, felt like I was consuming a, f- a certain food and it was actually my counterpart who was eating that at the time. So it's yeah. – um, or seeing different images, uh, like being able to remote view through their experience. You know, um, it, it's um, – I guess it shows the level of bond and energy connection that that, that – yeah. That is that is all encompassing. It is. It really is, isn't it? It really is. Um, But I, I, you know, I truly believe that that's kind of where we're heading as humanity, Um, because then nothing is misconstrued. You know, I think the human language has so much misunderstandings. The construct of language and lexicon (laughs) and linguistics as a whole, body language, tone, like there is so much room for uh, just error, I guess. And I suppose something that um, my team have repeatedly said to me is that thinking is is a bit of a burden on the human race and I Mm. tend to agree with them. But thinking and then the, the action of like our actual just our whole dialogue process it's it's not very it can be counterproductive and so many miscommunications and misunderstandings mm-hmm. happen via that so yeah I don't know if this is a bit of a stretch but do you someone was talking to me about this the other day and I'm not sure where I sit on it but when we see like sinks of like you know like angel numbers or like you see um not angel numbers sorry just numbers in general like sequences of 11 11 mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. repeating numbers all the time mm-hmm. or then you see like a very specific symbol like the infinity symbol or something that you identify as part of your connection if you're then seeing that in physical do you think that's like a telepathic form that's like like materialized and that that somehow that's syncing up and I was like oh I don't know if I I think about that whether or whether that's just a a synchronistic sign does that make sense like whether it's an extension of telepathic communication mm. it's it's quite plausible I've never really thought about it like that to be honest but yeah because um... I suppose they were talking about like if, if everything's always trying to communicate with you 
Mm. And you're also getting it. Could that be an extension? Like if you are, like sometimes it just cracks me up the amount of things that I see that remind me of my counterpart, like a, a truck will drive past with like that specific name on it or or something. <laughs> and I I don't know whether that's just a, a nice friendly reminder of like, hey, don't lose faith or whether that is because at that given time there's like a, a connection and then that's materialised like tele- from telepathy to I guess I always encourage people just to observe their own experience and understand their own experience and and in that to decode information and messages that are constantly coming through. Um, I always think with numbers and synchronicities, it's really important to think about what we were thinking at that moment when um, the synchronicity arrived because I think that can tell us a lot about what the answer or the message, uh, what's trying to come through. Um, but, yeah, 100%. Um, I can't see why that wouldn't be an extension um, and maybe just to explore and play with that, you know, um, the next time you're, you have a synchronicity that appears that is specifically for your connection, maybe go back and think about what was running through your head, the dialogue that was running through your head, and then think about it some more, whether it was yours or you were picking up on on, on your counterpart's dialogue. Uh, I think yeah, that would be I think, really yeah, cool. Yeah, an interesting thing to do. Mm. I mean, it's not something I've really done until that I had that conversation. I was just thinking just in general for everyone to have an awareness like of what they are thinking when those numbers crop up. Cause you know, so many, some days it's just, for me, it's been insanity. Like yesterday I saw triple two nine times. And to be honest, I haven't given myself that space to be like, what was I thinking? Like I've just been like, Oh, triple two again, but I need to sort of have that conscious awareness of, yeah, what you just said, like, what was I thinking about? Because obviously it's it's really trying to send a message to me and I've just ignored it nine times. So I'll probably say it again at some point, <laughs> at some point tomorrow <laughs> and hopefully have that awareness of what it is. So Yeah, and I think numbers are such a great way to get messages through. You know, that's always been a big part of my process. And I noticed numbers tended to, to ramp up and increase a lot more when I was coming into contact with my counterpart after, you know, time of not being in contact. Um, It was after I had a Kundalini awakening uh, back in the end of 2015. And after that, the number synchronicities, it it, it took it to a whole new level because I realised that it was literally encoded messages everywhere. Um, wow. <laughs> and I could look at a sequence of number numbers, not necessarily repetitive numbers, um, but I could look at a sequence of like 20 numbers and I, it would tell me an entire story. Um, it was, yeah, it's pretty amazing when, when you can be in that in tune, not to say that I'm that, tune these days it sort of goes in and out of flux but at that period of time when I was vibing at a really high consciousness um yeah the 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 numbers and and the signs are constantly giving us indication where we are in every moment yeah I'm just going delirious but I was just going to backtrack a little bit I know that 
I spoke at the start about how when we are getting those thoughts uh, mm-hmm. and we're trying to discern whether it is mine, his, his or hers, whoever, sorry, we don't mm-hmm. gender discriminate in counterparts. Um, mm-hmm. Can you walk me through the process of how like a practical thing that we could do or practical, I don't know, not like a meditation or thing, but can you walk me through the steps of how you actually do that? Like what's your process around that? Do you? Um, I think the first step is to be conscious of your thoughts. So if I, if I go back into early days of my own personal development, you know, a really big um, process that I was taught was to go about an entire day monitoring your thoughts, not judging them, just observing them. And that way you can get a really good understanding of your own belief systems and patterning. So I think the first step would be to have a really good understanding of your own thought patterns and being conscious and observing them. That almost creates like a baseline, if you will. So then you're aware of what your thoughts, um, you know, generally entail. Um, and then from there, no, just noticing the difference in the dialogue because I think a lot of people, I think a lot of the telepathy is in our own voice. So it's a bit different with mediumship because quite often in mediumship you could pick up different tones or different accents or voices. Um, but when it comes to telepathy, it sort of transfers into your own. Um, but I think being able to pick up when there's um, a difference in the dialogue or a difference in the word or a difference in, in, in your own thought pattern to, to know that that's not coming from you. That, that's, yeah. So identifying um, something that's not your usual way of operating, I suppose. Yeah, like your usual yeah. Language. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think the first thing is key is to, is to understand your own thoughts uh, as a baseline before you can start identifying what, what is yours and what's not yours um but one thing that was just coming to me as i was saying that is the feeling in the body and and one of the the techniques that i often teach is like to feel into um what's yours and what's not yours is more from an energy base not a thought process base and but i guess you can apply it you know for both and 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 the first thing is to kind of sit in that meditation space and just sort of clear your energy. So if you just kind of sit in and you just take a couple of deep breaths in and just feel into your own energy and where your energy sits. So you can have your own baseline read. Right. And, th- and then once you do that, then you can invite the energy of your counterpart into your energy space and notice, notice the difference straight away. Um, and with that will be the, the thought patterns as well, not just the state, emotional state, um, physical sensations, um, but, but also be a, aware of the thoughts that are coming through. Um, sit in that space, you know, welcome the, them into that space for a few minutes just observing what's sort of going on uh, and then sort of ask them to leave and pull your energy back. Um, I think that's a really good technique to have um, a good indication of where 
the 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 the, the blending lines sit, mm. you know, to create better yeah. energetic boundaries when needed. Yeah, because yeah. it can be really tricky, I have to say. it's It's been something that is an ongoing lesson of working out and untangling it because you're so, you are so intertwined. It is quite challenging to sometimes separate, is this mine, is this yours? And not just necessarily with counterpart, like with anyone. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a matter of sending mm-hmm. that energy back so that you can just get some... Mm-hmm some equilibrium and a neutral space back in your zone. Now, I want to ask more of an R-rated question and uh, I thought I'd save that towards the end of our of little, course. Our little <laughs> chat. Now, buckle up, everybody. <laughs> Things are about to get raunchy. So I, what about this? I have had several instances mm. And I will put it out there where my sex drive has probably been non-existent due to grief, parents passing away, depression, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Just kind of laying dormant. Seems to happen a lot on public transport. (laughs) And sometimes around when I've gone back and looked at it around the same time of day Mm -hmm. um, where I would get aroused I'm like wow where's that come from um (laughs) I'm not in a space of looking at Jake Gyllenhaal or anyone that might make me in such (laughs) a flustered state of affairs (laughs) or you know I've also been in the midst of deep grieving and be like oh my god I just want to hump the bed like what's (laughs) what's what is going on there start gyrating can we talk about sex and telepathy and could it be that they're thinking about it and you're then picking up on those like vibes or is it more of a physical act and and god forbid that they're doing it with someone else because i yeah let's can you unpack that for me a bit yeah i think like that's that's such a common experience um for, for people in divine partnership dynamics. And I think the reason being is because that sacred sexual energy that, that is um, the connection between the, the two is such a powerful energetic tool um, for creation and manifestation. Um, I think it's very easily detected when at, at at distance, a great distance. Um, if if the <laughs> if the other international person... <laughs> sometimes, yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the big indicators for me on my journey because that was something that I experienced that I'd never experienced before. It was like, how can I just be sitting in the car having a conversation with my mum and spontaneously orgasm? You know, <laughs> and there we have it. Yeah, um, those those random orgasms. And 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 it's very, it can be very very awkward. Um, certainly but, can be, <laughs> but certainly it is real. Be. It is real. And and you know I've had experiences where I've um, been in the middle of conversations and, and started to feel that energy, that sexual energy, start to rise. And I've literally been shown an image of myself, like a photograph of myself, um, and gone, oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um, and I think it, it's, I think we pick up on it because there is that connection, there is that intent, there is that desire 
that's that that's behind it. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, yes, we do. If they are in other connections, you know, having mm. um, we can pick up on that as well. So yeah, interesting. It's just you know, I just feel like these, and I'm bringing these things up because I do feel like a lot of people want to talk about that stuff, but. You know, you're not going to see that in like twinflame.com or whatever's out there on the internet. You know, there's there's just a lot of black and white kind of, I would call, fairy tale information mm. out there. So that's why I'm kind of hoping with these podcasts and chats we can kind of go into something deeper. And I suppose maybe the last topic that I want to cover, mm-hmm. which is, is maybe a little bit out there, but obviously the topic of um, children, or spirit babies or mm-hmm. as we like to, however we like to refer to them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in a counterpart, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, you could have a connection with spirit children and mm-hmm. not be in one. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe, I think this is quite, you know, it's, it's definitely not talked about, um, but I think it should be because a lot of us are, experiencing you know the the energetic pregnancy symptoms Mm -hmm. they're talking to us they're coming through in sessions and in Mm -hmm. dreams I'm not sure obviously because I haven't spoken to my counterpart about it whether they visit him but can you maybe Mm -hmm. talk about how that comes into play why they are telepathically coming in and and how that sort of ties up with the the counterpart bigger picture yeah um absolutely so I you know, I think that the children that are coming in to uh, help accelerate the ascension process to to be the 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 new generation of New Earth are are highly telepathic, and I think that that connection um, is also helping us like our counterpart helping us evolve at rapid rates. Um, and I think one thing that I I look back on my journey now, so I've been on this kind of pregnancy journey for, for a few years now, uh, and it really is um, stepping into uncharted waters and I learn new things every day. But I think one thing that I look back at and I realise that I was on this journey for a lot longer than the point of the point that I can pinpoint of my conception because every time I came in contact with my counterpart from the moment that that I've known him, which goes back to 11 years, um, I would experience pregnancy symptoms um, for a few months and then it would um, disappear and then I would see him again and the same thing. It just repeated. Um, and I think that we're dealing with like a whole new level of, um, I guess I want to say the word energetics. Um, mm. Yeah, that that these children are coming in in very precise ways that are for their their own. Um, how do I say this? I feel like the the energetic symptoms that a lot of women go through are literally the energies from those children who are in a much higher vibrational level than what we are coming mm. in, pressing in to help us kind of move into or meet the frequency that they require um, as parents moving forward. So um, I do believe that that happens for both. Um, 
going back to what we spoke about in the beginning, I think it's just the the various states of consciousness and awareness. Yeah, I, I find it interesting as well. You know, I, I seem to be going through um, another sort of cyclical rapid ascension at the moment, mm. um, similar to what I did in 2017. Mm. And the last time my counterpart and I were physically intimate, um, it, it was quite overwhelming because my, well, Al, I suppose, I mean, I told him a little bit about the experience that I saw colours, but I did not go into detail about spirit children, obviously for fear of mm-hmm. further running away, if that was possible for him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, not just a sprint, he's a marathon <laughs> runner now, but they, they presented themselves to me at the point of climax during sex mm. and I saw them and I don't know whether he did or energetically felt their presence. Mm. It, it, it did freak me out a little bit, mm. but telepathically I just heard them say hello. Mm-hmm. So would you, I mean, obviously I wasn't in a state to <laughs> engage with them then, but like do you recommend if, if we can feel them energetically, should we also be telepathically communicating to them and, and how do we do that if they're such these high-frequency beings? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it, that it's always there available. It's always there available. But I feel that it comes through stronger in times of heightened emotion. And I know in the beginning of my journey um, in, in the state of trying to understand and confusion and everything that, that came with it, and that was such unpleasant, you know, there's still raw emotion, I think, that comes up for me because it was such a unknown territory and it was such a lonely process. And mm. I think I had a lot of comfort through those times. Um, you know, I, I remember one incident where I was kind of arguing with my counterpart back and forth about it. Um, and getting myself in, into a really um, upset state and I I went into the bathroom and, and that's where it's always, I, I don't know, the downloads, the telepathy seems oh, to heighten showers. around showers, showers, baths. And that's why I, I live in the bath, Alicia. That's why I get my <laughs> magical, not only is it relaxing, but I seem to do my best work in the bath. <laughs> Yeah, well, this was a shower bath, so, you know. Oh, double. <laughs> and, I, and I was in there and I was crying. I was sobbing my heart out and I heard just the clearest message was, please, um, don't cry, mummy. D- don't, um, don't be angry at daddy. I don't, I don't want you to fight. And that wow. just set me off even more, only, only to come out of it. And, and I had a message from him almost embodying those words. So I wonder whether he had received that too, but in his right. own, own thought forms, um, which mm. kind of um, stunned and shocked me. But I think using these abilities and, 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 and practice and enhance and work with them to is only going to sort of better us for, for communication moving forward, not just with our counterpart children but but with everyone. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I think also if, if someone starts broaching these topics with you just to to remain open and receptive, I mean, we're, we're constantly breaking new territory and new awarenesses mm. or different recalls or remembrance. Like every day I'm having 
huge amounts of remembrance so I think we just all need to hold that space for each other that you know nothing is off limits and that we need to all support each other with whatever technology and information is is coming through whether Mm. it's through telepathy or various other means so Mm. yeah yeah was there anything else you wanted to share your insights on the topic of telepathy or have we kind Mm. of done it to death now yeah (laughs) I mean Questions are always welcome, um, but I think ultimately it's just about observing, you know, observe, being the observer um, and, and don't necessarily take on 100% of everything that's running through your mind or your heart or your emotions as your own, you know, uh, especially if it comes out of nowhere. You know, that's that's a sure sign right there is, you know, um, to have those thoughts or emotions that sort of come out of context, that there doesn't seem to be a cause that that's one. Yeah. I was just going to flag as well sometimes, especially for me, it feels like I don't have control over it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like today it just seemed like I just couldn't, I couldn't stay in my own lane, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you th- See, and for me that's hard because I think, gosh, how much of that is my own mental cognitive, Mm. you know, I need to be aware of that. And then sometimes I think you just need to be gentle and just let it flow because the more you resist, you know, that phrase, the more it persists. So I think that's something. Yeah. Yeah. When it feels a little bit out of control, just also know that that's okay too. And, and you know, it did pass, but I was just beating myself up about it for the half hour that it was happening rather than just kind of let it flow. And I wasn't even listening if there was actually a message in there that I should have been paying attention to because we can get so caught up on that. Oh, my gosh, I'm obsessing. I need to stop thinking about this. I've got to focus back on me. I've got to, you know, I've got to heal myself. It's not that straightforward, I think. It is kind of tangled up a little bit. So, Yeah. um, As you were talking, the thing that was um, sort of coming through to me was like trying to, you know, in those times, and it's it's easier said than done because when you're in it, you're kind of in that whirlwind of of uh, of heightened sensitivity or emotional pattern or whatever it is. Um, but trying to visualize whatever is going through you at that time as an energy form, and trying to step out of it and then observe it from the outside um, to to have a better understanding of it all. But, yeah, I think what you said is is so important to be gentle, you know. Um, you know, I was saying this today. It's sometimes, <laughs> geez, it, it feels like, um, you know, there's so many beautiful things that come with the divine partnership, and don't get me wrong, but when it's in its not-so-pleasant phase. Oh, my God, it is not so pleasant. <laughs> It can literally feel like living with a disability. You know, it's yeah. something that you kind of learn to ad- adjust and live with. Um, yeah, like it, a shadow limb or it's like, you yeah. know, I, I think I said to you this morning, it feels like a bird and and, mm. and I love my counterpart. I know I do in the depths of me, but it's, it's, the, it's the navigating the human and mm. integrating all those different aspects. It can be quite trying. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Definitely, definitely. I just wanted to thank you so much for being so open. Your insights are always above and beyond and your candor and your bravery and willingness to talk about those things with us. It's, it's so needed and I hope we can create a space and an environment to continue to have more open conversations with, with the wider community of us out there. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And um, I, I look forward to having more very open, real, raw conversations because I do feel that it's needed. So thank you for instigating this and setting this up and creating this platform and um, looking forward to diving deep. Yeah, <laughs> and if again. anyone's got any any topics that they, they want us to sort of you know, get down and dirty with, you know, you know, you can contact Alicia at Cosmic Gateway and myself at Infused with Light. And I also just want to shout out, you know, Alicia provides a huge array of services and and gifts to help you if you feel so obliged on um, on your journey. She has helped me tremendously. So, you know, we all as light workers need help from other people. So mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and so, vice versa. I mean, you your um light language sessions are probably some of the most um, profound light language abilities I've ever seen. So, um, and, and what the information that comes through in that and the healing and the transformation. So, you know. Um, oh, thanks. Look <laughs> at the love, so much love. <laughs> I have well, a huge respect for the work and, and, and what you do. So, yeah. We all have our own gifts and abilities and uh, we'd love you to join us for the next conversations we have so you know where we're at. And thank you for joining us for the very, very first episode of our podcast. (laughs) Till next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. (laughs) See you.